From the Fresno County Office of Education, this is the EL Netcast. My name is Emil Ahangazadeh, and I work as the English Learner Programs and Instructional Support Coordinator at the Fresno County Office of Education. It's certainly my distinct pleasure to be your host as we take a look at some of the more frequently asked questions as well as some instructional strategies and methodologies relevant to the education of English learners. So after listening to the uh, last netcast in review, I came to realize that there are probably uh, some other questions that are left out there relative to English learner teacher authorizations. And so um, I'm going to take this opportunity and um, go a little bit further into depth as to the authorization requirements for uh, the instruction of English learners. So just in review, the the CCTC, California Commission on Teacher Credentialing, is the authorizing agency uh, for teachers in California. uh, And the CDE, the California Department of Education, administers and oversees state and uh, federal programs and regulations to support schools, including programs for English learners. Um, The state and federal statutes, regulations, local policies, student population, grade level, the content of a course being taught, uh, the instructional approach, all will determine what authorizations a teacher is required to have. A teacher um, that's assigned to ELs is going to need an authorization for instruction to English learners. Um, In addition to authorization in the content area of uh, instruction, The authorization is based on the rights and needs of the students um, to an appropriate education. Now, English learners uh, require ELD, as I covered in the last uh, netcast, um, as well as SEDAI, Specially Designed Academic Instruction. But additionally, they... um, um, these students uh, whose parents have uh, applied for and uh, been granted a waiver also require primary language instruction, um, otherwise known as L1, language one. Um, these three services, so ELD, SEDAI, and primary language instruction have to be provided uh, by teachers that are authorized um, for that instruction until um, the students are reclassified as English proficient. So through uh, the CPM process, the Categorical Program Monitoring Review, the Department of Education specifically monitors teachers assigned to core academic subjects like uh, courses required for graduation and promotion. The Department of Education also monitors whether former English learner students are succeeding in the, uh, the mainstream program comparable to their English-speaking peers. The CCTC uh, monitors credential assignments, uh, including subject matter, grade level, special ed, and uh, EL authorization per the, uh, the provisions in the uh, California Education Code, section 44258.9. So, program design, placement of students in teacher hiring and retention practices are local decisions. Incentives uh, and sanctions are solely at the discretion of the of the employer. Teachers who are who currently have a basic teacher authorization and are interested in training and examination leading to authorization for instruction to English learners can refer to the BTTP, the the local bilingual teacher training program. And for us in uh, Region 7, uh, our BTTP is located out of Tulare County Office of Education. There are 14 regional BTTP centers, and if you want their contact information, you go to www.cde.ca.gov 
slash SP slash EL slash. And, and these BTTB centers obviously assist instructors in the state with certification options and uh, information regarding training in our area. So let's uh, delve a little bit deeper into this authorization question. I get this question asked to me all the time, especially when I teach AB 2913 courses, which is another route to authorization for the instruction of English learners. The question is, where in California state law is the requirement that teachers have to have authorization to provide instruction to English learners? And, I, you know, I, the, the pertinent statutes, I'll just flat out just cite them right now, are East Ed Code Section 44001. 44830A, 44831, and most particularly at code section 44253.1. And I'm going to read a segment right out of it. For these pupils to have access to quality education, their special needs must be met by teachers who have essential skills and knowledge related to English language development, special design, excuse me, specially designed content instruction delivered in English and content instruction delivered in the pupil's primary language. So the CCTC is responsible for establishing the teacher authorization process by which the teachers are certified for having, you know, specified knowledge and skills and abilities for, for, for providing instruction to English learners. And, and some folks are um, also asked the question, uh, do all teachers have to have this, you know, K through 12 with, and what if they have only one English learner in their classroom? Do they have to be EL certified and, and, and the answer is yeah, they do. Any teacher assigned to provide ELD or SEDAI or primary language instruction to English learner students has to have the appropriate credential or certificate. The English learners identified in K-12 public schools in California uh, are required to receive services that are designed to meet their linguistic and academic needs based on assessments made by the district. The state law doesn't specify exemptions for a small or a particular number of English learners in a a classroom. Now, what happened is the CCTC and the Department of Education put out a joint letter or correspondence following the Williams versus State of California settlement. And I want to read this statement. Quote, there is no numerical trigger and no percentage of students needing particular English learner services that determines a misassignment. If one or more of the students in the class needs English learner services or requires instruction in a subject area, the teacher providing the English learner services must hold an appropriate English learner credential or an authorization. And if you want the entire document, send me an email and I'd be happy to send the the correspondence that CCTC and CDE put out uh, relative to um, all of this stuff. Certification is acquired on the date when a teacher is assigned to provide the instructional services to the English learner students or sooner, obviously, if it's required by the employer. The employer is responsible for determining how English learner services are going to be provided and for appropriate assignment of staff to meet the needs of their students. In all cases, the district has the obligation to assure that teachers providing instructional services to ELs are appropriately authorized. Um, and, I, and I say this because, you know, a, another question come, you know, comes up and says, hey, you know what, 
guy I don't have any ELs in my classroom. And my district says that I have to have EL authorization. Can they require it? And, and yeah, they, they absolutely can. So with this obligation, some, some local school boards have created policies requiring that all teachers have such authorization. Um, program design, placement of students, teacher hiring, retention practices. Again, these are all local decisions. If a district is requesting that their teachers hold an EL authorization, even though they're not providing any EL services, they can do so as, as simply an employment requirement for the position. If the requirement is for employment and not for appropriate authorization, the CCTC doesn't have purview in, in, in that issue. Now, the state law doesn't specify exemptions for a subject area or, or a particular number of English learners in the classroom. Um, this requirement includes areas like special education or vocational education, but there are a few situations where this authorization uh, doesn't apply. One, foreign language teachers. They're required to have a specific type of credential that authorizes instruction of a language other than English. If if they only teach, say, French or, or some foreign language course that may include English learners, they don't need an additional authorization for English learners. And the other um, exemption or a situation where having authorization doesn't apply is providing services like counseling or speech ter- therapy. That doesn't require EL authorization. Because the EL authorization is a teaching authorization. So what if you're a credential teacher with tenure and uh, suddenly you're told that you need EL authorization? There are uh, a bunch of paths to authorization uh, for credential teachers to give instruction in ELD or SADAI or primary language, L1, or any combination of these approaches. The uh, CLAD, right, the Cross-Cultural Language and Academic Development Authorization, which I covered in the first EL netcast, and this is available to all teachers regardless of their years of tenure. And if you're interested in the requirements for the CLAD certificate through coursework, or through the CTEL exam, which is California Teachers of English Learner Examination, you can uh, actually, again, send me an email and I will send you a great outside source website. It's actually through the CTC. But there are other paths too. Senate Bill 395, uh, which is called Hughes. It was a bill that would put together in 1999. It established um, eligibility criteria for California veteran teachers to participate in um, staff development program to get their certificate of completion of staff development. It's basically a certificate. Uh, and it's an alternate pathway to EL authorization. And there was very specific eligibility criteria um, for this particular certificate. But then what happened is, of course, that bill turned into, it's actually it was sunsetted and was replaced by another bill called AB 2913. So AB 2913 is another possible, possible way for veteran instructors um, to actually get their authorization for teaching English learners as well. The challenge herein, of course, is that that bill actually sunsets uh, at the end of this year, uh, 2007. However, there are some new provisions that have been laid out through what's known as the Scott Bill, which extends the opportunity for teachers with the designated subject credentials, like, you know, some vocab teachers and the such, to continue to get their authorization through the AB 2913 pathway. But again, it's 
that's only for folks with designated subject areas. The best bet is for you to basically call our local BTTP. And again, to get the contact information for uh, our region's bilingual teacher training program, which again is out of Tulare County Office of Education, you just go to www.cde.ca.gov sp el. Now, what happens if you're a teacher and uh, you just move to California and you have a master's degree, let's say, in bilingual education from another state? And, of course, your district requires that you get a CLAD, but it seems like your master should demonstrate that you have the qualifications, right? So, so what do you do? The Golden State, California, unlike a lot of states, has two state educational agencies that provide guidance in implementing legislation. The CCTC, that's the authorizing agency for teachers in California, and the CDE, which administers and oversees state and federal programs and regulations to support schools, again, including programs for English learners. The CCTC has provisions for comparability of credentials from some states. Although it it doesn't extend to a bilingual authorization, it does, on a very limited basis, apply to the authorization to serve English learners. So the individual out-of-state teacher will need to earn a California credential in one of the available subjects. The CCTC doesn't issue a basic teaching credential solely in ELD, or bilingual authorization. You see, so you really need to contact the CCTC for questions and guidance regarding comparability of your out-of-state education and experience towards California authorization for teachers of English learners. Um, You you can simply refer to their website. The CCTC website is www.ctc.ca.gov. Or you can just um, email their credential staff. Um, the email address for them is credentials at ctc.ca.gov. So now the next question is directed specifically towards the CLAD. Uh, and, and I'm going to start by talking about veteran teachers who meet the eligibility requirements for that 45-hour program option. Uh, for, for, you know, again, for veteran teachers, which again leads to the Certificate of Staff Development. Uh, the question is, is that 45-hour program, the AB 2913 program, is that equivalent to a CLAD? Or the if you've got your Hughes um, 395, is that equivalent to a CLAD? And the answer is no. And, and, th- and this is something that I've struggled with um, for a while as well. The Certificate of Staff Development doesn't authorize English language development in departmentalized setting at elementary, middle, or high school, including middle or high school ELD courses, or instruction where students are pulled out of a self-contained classroom at the elementary level and grouped for ELD. A certificate holder can provide instruction authorized by their basic credential. And the certificate to English learners, regardless of the number of English learners in their class, unless ELD is provided in a departmentalized setting. There is coursework available through colleges and universities, and there are even online options for completing your CLAD authorizations. Uh, Probably the most popular one is the University of San Diego. Their online program uh, completes the CLAD. Again, if you're interested in their website, you can send me uh, some information, send me an email. I'd be happy to 
send their uh, info over to you. You can go to onlinelearning.net, www.onlinelearning.net, and take a look at their communities of study. Uh, and, and there are additional requirements to get your class certificate. And again, on my website, uh, which is uh, www.fcoe.k12.ca.us slash English learners, I've got a leaflet there that gives you more information about these particular requirements. If you're interested in finding out information about the CLAD exams themselves, which actually don't exist anymore, the CLAD exam has been replaced by a new exam called the CTEL, which I mentioned earlier, the California Teachers of English Learners, you can get that information about the CTEL exam um, uh, through National Evaluation System. And their website is www.ctel.nesinc.com. Passing the CTEL exam will actually earn you a class certificate, as will completing approved CLAD coursework. A national University also uh, has a way for you to get your CLAD uh, if you need that. I mean, the, you know, the Cal State Fresno, many, many um, schools, um, higher institutions of higher education provide pathways uh, for you to simply complete some coursework and uh, take care of your CLAD. So um, <laughs> let me uh, discuss a little bit of a, uh, a tragedy. A friend of mine, he passed a section of the CLAD exam in June uh, of 2004 and uh, gave me a buzz and said, hey, can I take the other two sections of the new CTEL exam to get my certificate? Um, uh, no. <laughs> the, the last administration of the uh, former CLAD examination um, who passed one or more CLAD tests. Um, there were three tests, one through three. The last administration was June of 06. There was a one-year overlap of the old and the new exam to uh, give those candidates an opportunity to complete the requirements for the CLAD certificate using the CLAD exam. Candidates who didn't pass all three of the required CLAD tests by the last administration date of those tests have to now take all three sections of the new CTEL exam in order for them to actually earn their class certificate through um, examination. They're not going to be able to combine passing scores from the CLAT tests with passing scores from the subtests of the CTEL examination to earn their uh, certification. There was a, you know, if, if you're interested in the, <laughs> in the nitty-gritty of it, the examination transition was clarified by CCTC in a coded correspondence uh, dated February 25th of 05. That's available on the CCTC website again if you're interested, uh, send me an email or just go search through their site, www.ctc.ca.gov. Uh, now, on the other hand, uh, what if you pass all three sections of the CLAD exam in September of, say, 03, but you didn't apply for the certificate? Um, can you still use the passing scores to apply for the CLAD certificate? Yes, you can. Each passing score on CLAD tests 1, 2, and 3 can be used to obtain certification within five years of the date the uh, passing score was earned. And since the CLAD exams are being phased out, actually, rather, have been phased out, if all sections of the exam were passed on the same date, the exams have to be submitted for certification within five years. If the exams were passed on different dates, the five-year time period ends, five years from the first date a section was passed. Uh, 
because the new CTAL certificate is, uh, will have the same authorization as a class certificate. Um, you can't, uh, well, it, it, if you apply for certification using passing CLAD test scores for all three CLAD tests within five years, uh, you will be issued basically a CLAD certificate. The BTTPs also pro- you know, pro- provide training for the CLAD exams, excuse me, the CTEL now, which in essence gets you your CLAD. Um, again, you can find the uh, BTTP contacts at www.cde.ca.gov slash SP slash EL slash. Now, there are just a couple of final points that I want to address with you here, friends, uh, particularly about the highly qualified teacher definition and the California teachers qualified to teach English learners. Um, no Child Left Behind, the federal law, identifies the following core academic subjects for uh, which teachers are assigned to these courses uh, that have to be highly qualified. Uh, middle and high level English, reading language arts, mathematics, science, foreign languages, civics or government, uh, economics, arts, history, and geography. Elementary level would be reading, writing, math, and other core areas of the elementary school curriculum. Additionally, teachers have to meet the state authorization requirements uh, and hold the appropriate credential or authorization in the content subject area of the instruction. The state of California uh, requires teachers who are assigned to provide instruction to English learners to have the appropriate authorization for the English learner services that they provide. If they're assigned to provide primary language instruction, they should have a BCLAD, a Bilingual Cross-Cultural Language and Academic Development Authorization. If they provide ELD or SIDAI, they should have a CLAD authorization or its equivalent. The... Possession of a BCLAD authorization is a state requirement, not an HQT requirement, a highly qualified teacher requirement. ELD is not one of the federally identified core content areas that require a HQT, a highly qualified teacher. But in some cases, they will need to be highly qualified for English content courses. In all cases, they must hold the appropriate credential or authorization in the content area of instruction and also be authorized by the CCTC to provide uh, what's called departmentalized ELD. So let's say, for example, you're an administrator and you have teachers that are teaching ELD classes that don't have English credentials or majors. They've been assigned uh, based on the BCLAT or their CLAT authorization. Do ELD teachers need to be NCLB compliant since ELD is not a specific core academic subject as listed in federal law? NCLB applies to all core academic subjects um, as described in the federal law. Basically, a decision needs to be made to determine if ELD receives English credit. What we can assume is that it's an NCLB core academic subject area if they receive English credit and not ELD or elective credit. If you have other questions, I recommend uh, that you contact CCTC or contact your district's uh, human resources division um, for specific situations because there are, there are a number of iterations of all this information that I've provided you here over the course of the last 20 some odd minutes here. Um, I hope you have a clear understanding of the staffing issues surrounding the instruction of English learners. Um, if you have any other questions, please feel free to email me. Um, again, my website is uh, 
www.fcoe.k12.ca.us forward slash English learner. Or you can visit me um, and get this um, RSS feed through englishlearner.podbean.com or just uh, subscribe and keep on trucking through iTunes. Um, and again, of course, you can access the website through the iTunes portal as well. Tune in next time where we'll talk a little bit more about accountability, like I said I would uh, <laughs> the last netcast, as well as testing and, and the such. Thanks. <laughs>